Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Foundation Church Podcast, where we desire to help you grow in your relationship with Christ. I'm your host, Austin Smith, and I'm with Jason Williams, the Senior Pastor of Foundation Church. Are you self-justified or are you God-justified? Today on the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about what self-justification is, what God justification is, and how we can live our lives recognizing what Romans 8.33 says, which is it is God who justifies. Let's just hop right into self-justification, Jason. Okay. Um, it's the core of what you talked about on Sunday, but we kind of just want to review just a little bit for those who couldn't listen to the message um, from this past Sunday. But also, you know, I want to encourage you to listen to it, even if you got to pause this right now and just go listen to the message beforehand. It gives you a little bit more insight on what we're going to talk about today. And so we just kind of want to set the tone. You know, why, why do we deal with self-justification? Um, what is self-justification? You know, so we're going we're gonna to hop right in. You know, Jason, what is self-justification? Well, I'm glad that you asked because in the passage we've been looking at in this series, this cow-tipping sermon series, which is destroying self-made idols, you see in Exodus 32 that the people had to go against God's plan. So they had to asked Aaron, who was the priest, Yep. Priest, the priest consents, Aaron consents, and they build this self-made idol, a golden calf, to worship. Now, God was very clear, don't make any graven images. Yep. And we know that the Scripture says, and God had already told him that he's a jealous God, so mm-hmm. he's not going to allow a competitor of worship. Nope. So for them to make this bold but yet persuasive decision, they have to do something called suppress the truth. In order to do that, you have to self-justify. Yep. So self-justification is really a suppression of the truth in order to accomplish a human agenda, our personal ambitions, our personal desires. And that's what we've got to realize. That's what self-justification is all about. Uh, we're trying to excuse our own behavior because yep. we want to do something that we like or we desire, but it goes against God's plan. And it displeases the Lord. So we need to be careful what we're justifying in our life. And this topic that we're focused on right now is really to try to help us understand the difference between self-justification and God-justification. Yeah, and I know as I was researching, the definition for self-justification is to excuse oneself or really just make an excuse. And I feel like that's what a lot of times, sometimes either Christians or people in general in their life, they'll just make excuses for the reasons they do things, for why they do things, their mistakes, sins they commit. You know, we just make excuses. And sometimes we just get so caught up in making excuses, we don't even realize why we're making the excuse in in general. Well, I mean, you look at um, characters throughout the Bible. You look at Jonah. Jonah had a desire to go against God's will, so... God's plan for Jonah was to go to Nineveh, to preach and cry out against Nineveh because judgment, the God's judgment was coming. It's the same call that we have today as yep. Christians living in the world. We're really here to point people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ so that they can be spared from the impeding judgment that is to come. But just as Jonah offered up an excuse, which his excuse was, the people of Nineveh had mistreated his own people. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to run from God's plan. He paid the fare. He wasted money. Then he's going to waste time. He gets on the, the ship headed in the opposite direction from Nineveh. Well, God, as we know the story, uh, gets Jonah's attention. Jonah finally repents. But you still see throughout the story, Jonah's 
own ambition, the desire just keeps coming back to the surface. And his self-justification was certainly very clear in that story. Self-justification will keep us from God's plans and purposes for our life because we actually view our own agendas, our own plans as more important than God's. And that's dangerous. Yeah. And I mean, for me, even looking at this reasoning now, so you would say that one of the reasons we deal with self-justification is just that we're just stubborn Yes, would be one reason. And so, and this is for you listeners. We could waste money. We can waste time that we could be using for God just by self-justifying. You know? Well, I mean, for those that may be married, you can think about the context of marriage. You, you may have an argument, and and maybe you feel like you're on the winning side of this argument. In other words, the evidence stacks in your favor. You know, your spouse, maybe they said something they were not supposed to say or shouldn't have said. Maybe they didn't do what you asked them to do, and so you think, I've got leverage here. Uh, So you self-justify why you need to argue about this. But really, does arguing actually fix the problem? No, it makes it worse. And so what we've got to realize is self-justification functions the same way. We might self-justify our own ambitions and desires, but that doesn't change the truth. The truth is God wants us to fulfill His plan. It's more important that we align with His will versus accomplishing our own will. Yeah, so you would say that even truth, uh, you know, it's not justified by how we view it, and it's not justified by our perspective. Absolutely. Truth is not relative to our own perception or passion. Truth is truth. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And in society where we're blending and crossing those lines, we need to remember, just as we said in the sermon this past Sunday, that that all truth is truth and all truth is God's truth. And so it's our responsibility to live out the truth. And by the way, Jesus actually said it best, I think, that truth liberates Austin. And so I think to all of our listeners who may feel like, well, I've got to accomplish my passion, my desire, because I feel like it's best. No, truth is always best. Jesus, His way, is always the right way. And if you'll fulfill His plan, that's actually abundant life. There's no better life than the life of Jesus, and that's something we got to remember. Yeah, so we talked about self-justification here, and we kind of touched a tidbit on the God justification end, so we'll just transition from self-justification to God justification. You know, so when I say God justification, um, it's something to me when I think of it, it's completely opposite than self-justification. It's not even close. It's complete 360, well, not 360, 180. It's complete 180. And so would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. You know, self-justification depends on man. God justification depends on God. And I think it, it... just its very definition uh, and what precedes the word justification helps us understand Understand it is a 180. It is completely different. And according to the Bible, you know, those that have been saved have been justified by God. And really, it's only God, according to Romans 8, as you pointed out starting this, only God who can justify. Yeah, and I would say even too, that one of the things we can't get caught up in trying to do our own way. We can't get caught up in that. We have to realize that, you know, God is going to put places for us to be. Mm-hmm. And we can get so caught up in doing our own thing that we're not even going to realize that. I've mentioned in a few other podcasts, I was so focused on what I wanted to do that I completely missed what God wanted me to do. Yes. And finally realizing where he wanted me was what changed my direction whenever I stopped trying to justify myself. Yes. And the power of God justification in the Scripture is it happens through Christ. 
We are declared righteous, not because we're righteous, because the Bible is very clear that our righteousness is filthy rags. But this is where the believer can stop and thank God for mercy and grace. Because in the sacrifice of Jesus in his life, the demands of righteousness were met because the Bible is very clear that we are actually made righteous through Christ. And that justification is a set apart and being a declaration of righteousness. So when the Father, God the Father, looks at us, He looks at us with righteousness. He, he, he sees us through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Now, yeah. does sin matter? Absolutely. That's why we're called and encouraged in the Scripture and challenged in the Scripture to confess our sins. Uh, but we also have an advocate with the Father that when we do sin, Jesus Christ is that advocate with the Father who pleads on our behalf and says, it wasn't on their merit that I that they're saved. It was on the sacrifice and my righteousness, that is of Jesus, yeah. that we're saved. And so that's why a believer should just be overwhelmed with the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ, because God has lavished us with it yeah. through His Son. Yeah. And so moving into this little bit of, you know, I was just studying in my notes this week, I had seen so many examples in the Bible to where, you know, it's self-justification versus God-justification, and it shows a distinct difference. So Luke, uh, in Luke 10, 25 through 29, it gives us a perfect example on how we can try to justify ourselves. Yes. And so in verse 25, I'm going to pick up in the English Standard Version. I'm going to read about four verses. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And the teacher is actually Jesus in this yes. standpoint. And he said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, saying, which is a lawyer, he says, You shall love your God with all your heart and all, with all your soul and with all your strength and all your mind, mm. and love your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Yes. But he said, Desiring to justify himself, he said to Jesus, Well, who is my neighbor? Yes. Well, okay, the lawyer, by asking who is my neighbor, he's trying to seek out, okay, he's trying to cut a shortcut. He's like, okay, so who's my neighbor? Can you tell me who it is so I can kind of just back off a little bit? Maybe there's certain people I got to love. Maybe there's certain people I don't have to love. I think that's us now. Yes. We're, all, we're that way sometimes. I, I think all of us as humans, we're trying, sometimes we'll try to find certain well, shortcuts. We, we want to pick and choose who we can yeah. love and how we're going to love mm -hmm. when, you know, God's love for us was while we were yet sinners. Yep. Christ died for us. And so that's the power of God justification is that God's demands for righteousness were met through His Son, Jesus Christ, that provides our salvation, our freedom, our forgiveness. And it should really cause a Christian to stand in awe. And I think it's what calls the Apostle Paul, who also wrote in the book of Romans, yep. shall we continue to sin that grace may abound, God forbid. A Christian who really understands God justification and is standing in awe of what God has really done for them, they find themselves in a position where they don't want to self-justify just to accomplish their human agenda, human way that yep. may be against God. They actually want to let go of sin. They actually want to live in the truth and the favor of Jesus Christ by walking in righteousness. Yeah. And so we have to, you know, picking up on what Jason said, you know, for us to be able to realize that and live out a God-justified life is we have to realize that we make mistakes. Yes. We have to realize that we do sin. We have mm -hmm. to realize that it's there, and we have to combat it. 
Yes. And there's ways to combat that. You know, the Bible gives a lot of examples through that, and we can walk a life that is based on faith and obedience to Christ. Yes. We, that's the only way we can live a God, or God-justified life is by walking in faith and walking in obedience. Yes. And so, Jason, we're uh, getting towards the end, but we still got a, quite a bit we want to talk about through the uh, last point here, which is how can we live a God-justified life? You know, well, we talked about self-justification and God-justification. But before we dive into this next question, can I just kind of give a practical tip that I feel like, you know, might apply to some of the listeners we have today? Yeah, sure. Okay. So in the studies that I've had recently with the youth group that I'm serving here at the church and also a Bible study that I'm having on Monday nights, we've been looking at Daniel and we uh, just went through Daniel 1 and... To me, Daniel 1 is a perfect example of living a God-justified life. Yes. You know, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but with all the circumstances that Daniel had to face, he was taken away from his family, taken away from his homeland. So he had to deal with being separated from the people he knew, separated from examples, and probably separated from people who would hold him accountable for living for God. And obviously God would have probably handled it if had he compromised, but Daniel didn't even have to compromise. He didn't. And one of the reasons that he didn't compromise is because he had his mind set. And when mm. that word resolve, too, was the word that is used in the ESV version. Yes. He resolved in his mind that he was not going to defile himself. Mm. And to me, just resolving in your mind, that takes dedication, it takes discipline, and it just takes a lot of effort on a human standpoint to be able to have your mind so set that you're not going to compromise before the situation even arises to where you would have to compromise. Yes. So that takes preparation. Yes. You know, the, and I think one of the youth said it best actually uh, last night or two nights ago when we had the study yes. was that he said the battle was won before it even started. Yes. And to me, that is very, mm-hmm. very That's a good practical. It's, it's a good truth because the battle was won before it started. Yes. And for us to resolve our mind before we even get placed in situations, that's winning the battle before it starts. So for our listeners who want to win the battle, you yep. you got to first decide that the battle's already won. Yep. You know, Jesus provided our victory to overcome our selfish ways, uh, the temptation that this world offers us, and that we've just got to resolve. You know, Daniel could have justified in his mind all these reasons. I'm away from my family. Who's going to hold me accountable you know, I'm in a foreign place. It's going to be okay if I blend mm-hmm. in. He could have used all of those as excuses to self-justify why he could compromise, at, but yet he chose to live in the truth of God so that he could walk in a state that would please the Lord. Uh, that is a powerful testimony and, and a desire that that I hope that every one of us wants to live by, that we want to please the Lord. And so that was a great illustration. Yeah, and before we end, you know, kind of maybe one question for you, Jason, is um, based off of that practical tip, is there any other practical tips maybe you can think of that you would suggest on how to push yourself to live a God-justified life? Well, in our society of comparison, uh, I would say it's important to remember that in the justification that we have in Christ, that my identity in the Lord is I am forgiven is that I am a child of the king, that I'm actually a royal priesthood, the, the terms that the Bible uses. Yeah. And I'm a child of God. And so uh, the labels that we tend to put on ourselves, because we live in an age of comparison, and you know we live in a very divisive culture as well, I think it's important for us to remember how God views us. He views us as his son. 
He views us as righteous through His Son, Jesus Christ. Yep. And so I'm not trying to prove something to God. I'm just seeking to please the Lord. And there's a big difference. I, I remember as a child you know, playing sports, there were times where just out of the love for my dad and my parents, I just went out and did my best. And then there were times where I was trying to prove something to my parents. And usually when I was trying to prove something to my parents and I didn't just, didn't just go out in love, I usually fell on my face. I, I, there usually was complications that actually happened because I was, I was actually going in the flesh. But when you just walk in love, there's such freedom and grace in love. And so I would say to yep. our listeners, just, just walk in love and accept the, the truth that God already loves you eternally. He's forgiven you if you've called upon Jesus to be saved. And you can embrace that identity and walk in that freedom just like Daniel did. Yeah. So today, you know, we've talked about self-justification, but we talked about living a God-justified life. We don't want to live in self-justification. We don't want to live by our own standards, by what we can do. We want to live God-justified. And so we want that for you. We want that for ourselves. And we pray that God can give us that strength. And we want you to grow in your relationship with Christ. And you can do that by continuing to join on this podcast, um, by checking out our sermons on the website, and also on Monday nights on our Facebook page and social media. We have actually do a watch party kind of where you can interact with others, um, get connected. And even if you don't go here now, you know, maybe you're just kind of wanting to check it out a little bit online, do that. We want you to get connected. Uh, And I would just say in closing that don't underestimate your value as a, yep. as a tool in the hand of God, we just want you to know that when you go and, and give us a, a rating and you review us, it allows for the algorithms to be set in motion so that more population of the content can go out and so more people can be impacted with the truths of Christ. So you're important, uh, not only because we're praying for you and we want these messages and these podcasts to encourage and bless and strengthen you in your relationship with God, and your reach for the Lord, but you can be used of the Lord just by simply rating and reviewing uh, this podcast. So thanks for listening. Just know we're praying for you. We're here to you, for you, to encourage you, and pray we bless you in Christ. Yep. It'll be uh, definitely good to see you next week and next Wednesday. Uh, you have a good day. Um, again, um, just so thankful you joined us.